The phone is like a very kind of intimate space to connect with your consumers and you want to make sure that you earn their trust and you maintain that trust over the life cycle of their engagement with you. And I want a good show, damn it. Great for a good show. You went awesome, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you. Thank you for Yes. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Maff, and today I am joined by the amazing Sarah Varney, who is the CMO of Attentive, one of the leading SMS companies. Sarah, how are you doing? You ready for a good show? I am. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm also super excited. I have a love-hate relationship with SMS marketing. Uh, we do it all the time here. Um, but as a consumer, I also get a lot of them. And so I see pros and cons on both sides. So super excited to dig into this one. Uh, yeah. And obviously, I know to get those answers, you're going to be perfect for this. Yeah, um, it's great. Typical approach. Love to hear a little bit uh, about your background and uh, tell us a little bit about Attentive. We'll pretend no one knows who you guys are, as if. And then uh, we'll take it from there. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, so uh, I'm Sarah Varney. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Attentive, as you mentioned. Uh, prior to Attentive, I was the CMO at Trulio for a number of years and then started my career in software at Salesforce for over a decade. Uh, so I spent a lot of time in the customer experience space. Uh, and Attentive is a super exciting company to be at right now. Uh, I really believe that SMS is the, the future of marketing. Uh, and we are, uh, to boil it down to, to really the essence of what Attentive is, we are a conversational commerce platform. Uh, we deliver both SMS and email across the uh, entire retail journey. And we want to make sure that we're creating the most engaging customer experiences so that uh, people engage with your brand, continue to uh, buy and become you know, lifelong customers of, of your products. Uh, and so we try to always be thinking about what is the most engaging way uh, to, to really get that customer uh, hooked uh, and excited about your products and, or your services. Beautiful. Question. The immediate thing that comes to mind. SMS is, uh, it's kind of like the Wild West where like it, it's doing really well. It's still one of those things like marketers haven't ruined it just yet, which is great. But I know that there are... Uh, there's basically some areas where you can definitely put in some suggestions for us about like how often is too often, how few, how little is too little. Like what are your, when you start bringing people on, you have these people really leveraging the platform and they're just killing it with the platform. What do you see as making sure that they're not overusing it and abusing the, you know, kind of the privilege they've been given from these users? And how do you make sure that they're also using it enough that all of a sudden someone doesn't get a text one day and they're like, I have no idea who this is. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really important to not just take your email strategy and bring it over to SMS and use it kind yeah. of uh, verbatim. I think that SMS is a completely different 
uh, animal. And you, to your point, you really have to be careful about how you use it. The phone is like a very kind of intimate space to connect with your um, consumers. And you want to make sure that you earn their trust and you maintain that trust over the life cycle of, of their engagement with you. Uh, I think what's key, there's no like one size fits all to say like, hey, you should only send you know two messages a week or whatever the like right formula is. Um, I think what is really important is to think about segmentation in a very um, uh, thoughtful way. Uh, I think that there are customers that maybe do only want to hear from you every so often, or they do only want to hear about sales, or they only want to hear about new products. Uh, but then there are customers that are your biggest fans, and they want to know every little detail. They do want to hear from you, um, you know, as often as you have new and, and relevant content. And so I think it's really important to identify what lanes each of your prospects or customers are in, and then market to them in a very one-to-one, personalized way. Uh, and that's something that that we really pride ourselves on here at Attentive. Um, that's why we're investing really heavily in AI to make sure that we can uh, identify early on who is falling in what segment and you know what the best kind of advice is to uh, market to those you know particular users in the way that they want to be communicated to. Yeah. So in terms of frequency on let's say just kind of your traditional like one-off push or you have the things that are more triggered based. Do you have like, do you cater a little bit more towards you think it's best to have a lot of this stuff more triggered based? I know it's difficult to, for a lot of people when they think like, okay, I'm going to get into SMS and similar to like you just mentioned, they want to take their email marketing approach and just duplicate it. And I know that that definitely doesn't work. So from like a frequency standpoint for your traditional campaigns, as opposed to your automations, how do you kind of map out like, okay, from an automation side, these are the things that you should have in place, but keep in mind, you know, the frequency of your campaigns. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's like, I do think while I, I, like I said, I don't think you should take your email strategy and completely apply it to the SMS channel. Cause I think that that's a mistake, but I do think that some of the, um, broad strokes approach that marketers take when it comes to thinking about uh, your funnel, it it still applies for SMS. So you're not going to just do top of funnel awareness or, you know, splashy brand stuff all the time when you're using SMS. You also want to make sure you have that balance of maturing people who have raised their hand and shown interest in something and making sure that they continue through the process. So, you know, there might be a high level, uh, broader, you know, broad-based campaign you do for, a Labor Day sale, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then when people show interest, you want to make sure you've got those right journeys in place, whether it's card abandonment or uh, back in stock, uh, to make sure that anyone that is, you know, raised their hand and shown interest, that you're continuing to promote that product in a very relevant way that's keeping, uh, you know, that experience uh, top of mind. Gotcha. I wish I'd brought you on a little bit sooner because as of recording this, we're in a good spot. We're right before Q4. However, by the time this goes out, we're going to be like in the thick of it. So that makes it kind of tough. But during Q4, obviously, similar to what you mentioned about a frequency side, want to keep that limited. What about post Q4, right? Like I'm a big believer of Q4 is a lot. It's better utilized as a customer acquisition time because a lot of people are willing to try new brands. But then what kind of things can you have in place, especially from an SMS standpoint, to make sure that going into the new year and obviously throughout the year that you're retaining those customers, you're extending that lifetime value and making a lot more you know, use of your time from Q4? I think it's all about creating experiences that, again, 
are enjoyable and that also continue to build trust. And I think a, a key component of that trust is building uh, campaigns that feel very personalized to that individual. So I think about someone like Guest Brands, which is a, a, an attentive customer. And I thought they did something really cool in like the February, March timeframe last year uh, around spring break. And they had a two-way campaign that they sent via SMS and they said, hey, here are, uh, you know, we're going to curate the perfect spring break outfit for you. Pick your favorite city. Is it Palm Springs? Is it Miami? Is it Scottsdale? And based on how the person responded, you know, one for Scottsdale, two for Miami, whatever, they would serve back uh, a curated outfit that matched that location. And I thought that was just a really simple, clever way to create an engaging experience that, uh, you know, the customer could see, oh, this is a cool outfit. I don't have to think about like piecing stuff together. And guess what? Guests gets great information back that they can then go and use in a future quarter to go remarket to that customer. So um, I think in that scenario, we're getting that, you know, it's a it's an enjoyable experience. Uh, it's like helping the customer kind of have that personal shopping experience. Uh, and it's also building trust with them. They know that like, all right, like in the in the next campaign, guess is going to even be smarter about marketing that particular individual and 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 serve up even a, a more relevant image or copy or, um, you know, whatever it might be. That's going to be like, all right, guess gets me like I under, like they understand kind of what I'm looking for and are not just spamming me. Yeah. In true guest fashion. I do love that idea. That's a good idea. I like that. I might have to look into how to do that. So the I know a lot of sellers, sometimes they'll just do like a, hey, today we have a sale and like, that's it. And there's no engagement side of it. So do you consistently see better performing SMS when it's more of a two-way thing and you're actually trying to get the user to engage with the message as opposed to just knowing about a sale that's going on? I do think that the more personalized the experience is, the more likely you're going to get someone to bite and be interested in in what you're promoting. It's not to say that sales aren't important too, and holidays can be huge moments for the brands we work with, 100%. Uh, But I do think the more that you can get that information from a consumer and, and be upfront about it too, that's another way to build trust. Like, hey, you know, tell us how much you want to hear from us. Do you want to hear about resort wear? Do you want to hear about, uh, you know, new hats? Do you want to hear about whatever? And then you can kind of, you know, play that back to um, that customer. And again, it's a moment to, to build trust with them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be less inclined to unsubscribe in that context, because you're not going to be just giving them the same message, whether they're interested in hats, or they're interested in whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we do definitely see uh, higher performance in ROI when people focus on those personalized elements. Gotcha. Do you, what's the, what would be the best practice for the actual acquisition, right? Like a lot of people giving an email is if here's 10% off and then like they just do it and then they go and delete it. SMS, it's definitely a little bit more of a hesitation. So do you have a best practice in mind or, basically something that you usually say, like, hey, when you're trying to get an SM, uh, trying to get someone's phone number, like, here's an approach that you can do. So it's not too, what's the word I want here? Not, I guess, not too salesy to a certain extent. But then do you also have an idea of what they should be saying as soon as they sign up? 
I um, I think that we've definitely seen different signup units uh, have uh, improved performance. For example, our spin to win uh, signup unit that we uh, see a lot of our customers use. You know, it's just a simple spinny wheel, and you people will land on a particular discount. Uh, in certain scenarios, we've seen a two x lift in customer acquisition just from using uh, that component. That's a little bit more engaging. Uh, you know, in general, we really do think that having the cell phone number at the center of identity is uh, the best path forward in terms of customer acquisition. Because to your point earlier, it's easy to go spin up an email if you really want 20% off and, you know, leave yeah. and never kind of use that email again. Whereas your cell phone number is something that you don't change often. And so you're going to have uh, more of a consistent thread uh, with the audience that you're collecting through through SMS. And there's, you know, there is other tricks just generally in terms of doing like a full screen on, um, you know, mobile to, to, to do the capture that we, we see a lift in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do think like going back to something I said, you know, a little bit ago, just the more engaging and, and entertaining that experience is, the more likely the, it's kind of marketing one-on-one, the more likely that consumer is, um, is going to, um, be willing to, to play ball. Yeah. What about that post sign up though? So like once they've signed up, you know, you think from an email perspective, if they sign up for a newsletter, traditionally it's, Hey, you know, here's what you can expect now that you've subscribed to us. Is that a relatively similar approach you suggest with SMS or does that kind of get a little too lengthy? I, I do think that there uh, is a benefit in setting expectations uh, early on when you're, you're getting that phone number from someone, especially probably in some ways even more so in SMS, because to your point, it is like a channel that uh, people do not want, you know, people want to keep uh, pristine in some ways. And so I think that it's important to say, like, again, collecting those preferences, this is where two-way can be really interesting. Like, hey, Thank you so much for signing up for guest brands. I'm just gonna. This is gonna be a commercial for guests at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, uh, if you uh, let us, if you want to hear from us, like weekly, press one. Monthly, press two. You know, set even like being able to have that kind of dialogue is something that you can't really do on email. And I think uh, if you can like set those parameters up front, you're just uh, you're going to uh, have that fast track to creating more of that personalized experience. Uh, with that customer. And, um, you know, even though there's some investment up front to do that, I think your performance down the road is going to be much higher. Yeah. Now that we've uh, given guests plenty of airtime, uh, which you're welcome. <laughs> um, I loved the idea, actually. So it was a very good idea. Do you have any others off the top of your head that you're like, oh, so and so, you know, they did this and it was just a really cool idea that worked out well for them? Um, I... I mean, we have plenty of, of cool examples in our base. I think like, um, I think I, a lot of the campaigns that I think are interesting too are not the like, hey, here, uh, give us your cell phone number, we'll give you 20% off and just kind of that transactional um, uh, campaign around discounts. I love some of the educational campaigns I see our customers do. Uh, Supergroup is an example of this. They do a bunch of education with their customers via text on uh, on the benefits of sunscreen and how to think about skincare and how to think about aging. Uh, and, you know, they do that in a way that's, uh, again, they're, they're careful about how they segment that customer base and they're going to market that to people that they know are interested. But I think like, again, earning the right to talk to these customers and not just be pushing product constantly um, is an important 
uh, is an important tactic to have in your your tool set as a marketer. And yeah. I think it's something that um, people sometimes discount because it's not like the like you can't see that turn up in the spreadsheet the next day. Uh, and it, but I do think there's something to be said for building a longer term relationship with these customers and um, and not just always kind of hawking the the newest product. Yeah, I agree. We we've definitely solidified that you don't want to repeat your entire email marketing process for SMS. Yes. However, do have another question about that. How do you, or, or at least what is your suggestion in terms of how you get those two to work together? Let's do take your traditional year and your abandoned cart. Do you really want to email them and, S- and shoot them a text message at the exact same time? Do you think it's better to stagger them? Like, how do you keep it from you know, if you've got someone's email and you do have their phone number as well, how do you keep it from bombarding them and just being more of like a nice nudge? I honestly don't know that there's a one size fits all answer for this. And I think that there are some brands where sending an email and then sending them an SMS 24 hours later is the right combination of things. I think it can be pretty um, brand specific. It can be specific to the price point. And we really try to work with our customers one-to-one to see like, all right, what are the patterns we're seeing in your data? And then here, you know, let's figure out the right um, combination of activities across SMS and email that are, that are going to work for you. Um, so, you know, I don't, it's, uh, it's funny, like uh, intuitively you'd say like, oh, bombarding them on both is actually going to be like, you're going to have a high opt-out rate or, you're, you know, there's, automatic places your head might go as a marketer, but that's, it's honest, interestingly enough, that's not always the case. And depending on the brand, that combo can actually work really well. Uh, So uh, unfortunately I don't have like a one size fits all answer for it. I do really think it's specific to what you're selling and and what your customer base, how your customer base generally responds. Yeah. It's a very traditional marketing response. I feel you depends on the brand, depends on the product, depends on the customer. There's never one solid answer for anything. A, B, test everything, see what happens. Yes. Um, in terms of implementation stuff. So I know you've got a lot of experience, obviously, running marketing departments, scaling marketing departments. From an SMS perspective, who do you typically have overseeing that entire approach? Are you tying it together with your retention and or email marketing team? Are you having like a copywriter overseeing it? Who's typically the one that's implementing those practices internally? Uh, for attentive in terms of onboarding our own customer base? Sure. Let's go with both. Let's go with that. And then also what you usually suggest for your clients internally. Oh, okay. Got it. Yes. Um, So, uh, you know, we have a client strategy team that really works closely with all of our customers to make sure that we're taking the best practices that we're learning across the 8,000 brands that we, we service and applying them, you know, wherever it's, it's relevant uh, and, um, you know, we want to make sure that it, from a retention standpoint, that, um, they are thinking about, uh, you know, not just, um, not just marketing the most relevant products. I think that is really critical and making sure that it's a personal experience, but again, also providing content that's going to add value in different ways. So like the super group example I mentioned where they're offering, not just, uh, Hey, look, here's our newest product, but also here's some tips about skincare in general. Uh, Or uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another uh, example on the, um, oh, uh, loyalty too is another big uh, component. So if you have um, a crew of of MVP customers and uh, you know that they always want to know about, they want to be on the like cutting edge or feel like they're Mm -hmm. in the insider's club of like what new things are coming out. 
you know, you're going to segment them and make sure that they've got kind of that insider scoop. Maybe they find out about something, you know, 48 hours early and just feel like they're in part of this special club. Um, you know, that is something that we've seen work in terms of, um, you know, building, you know, retention in your customer base, having people feel like, hey, this brand is really um, gets me. This is like one of the, you know, brands I want to keep on my phone forever uh, because I feel like I really have this this inside track that I've kind of earned over time. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are definitely some of the best ways that I've seen it work out, especially kind of like that VIP group of like, hey, you're going to get early access to certain things and stuff like that. That is where I've seen SMS do fantastically. Um, question for you. Yes. Without saying their name, because we're not going to give anyone any love on this show. What's the biggest differentiator between Attentive and some of your competitors who we will not name? Yeah, I mean, I think like we were uh, we were pioneers in SMS marketing, and so we really do yeah. truly believe that having being mobile first is um, critical to creating these personal experiences long term. That's why we like we really value having the cell phone number at the center of identity. Um, I think second conversational. Uh, we believe that the best brand experiences don't feel like uh, like a uh, uh, huge email blast where everyone's getting the same thing, but feel very personalized and curated and you can have a two-way conversation uh, with a brand. Um, we are AI powered. We have a massive focus right now on uh, making sure that our uh, marketers that we serve are able to do more with less. I know it sounds trite, but we definitely, it's not just about uh, you know saving time, but also creating better results by recognizing the patterns in our data, serving up better copies, serving up better imagery, uh, serving up better segmentation. Like we really want to make sure that we're helping marketers make the best choices they can as quickly as they can. Uh, and we've been um, heavily investing in AI to do that. And then the last I'd say is we're enterprise grade. We serve some of the largest retailers in the world, um, but we also can scale. We, we can scale up and down. We serve some of the most exciting entrepreneurial brands in the DTC space all the way to the Neiman Marxes of the world or Crocs or Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, and, you know, some of these huge <laughs> brands trust us on some of their most critical days. And, uh, you know, we really pride ourselves on uh, understanding customers of all sizes. Beautiful. Sarah, I really appreciate your time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're slammed. Uh, I would love to give you an opportunity to let everyone know where they can find out more about you and then obviously more about Attentive. Sure. Absolutely. Please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. My full name is Sarah Varney Bright. I'm always um, yeah, happy to, to chat with people. Uh, you can find more about Attentive at attentive.com. Uh, we'll be uh, in New York. We have an event called uh, our Thread World Tour. We were named before Threads, I promise. Uh, and um, that's in late September. You can find out more details on our website. Uh, and otherwise, we're at a lot of the events that many of you probably will be attending in the coming year, whether that's NRF or Shop Talk. So stop by our booth and say hi. We'd love to meet you. Perfect. I will see you there. Great. Sarah, thank you for your time. Everyone who tuned in, of course, thank you as well. Please do the usual rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on whichever podcast platform you prefer, or head over to the ecomshow.com to check out all of our previous episodes. But as usual, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information.
Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.